0: book 5 chapter 6 of henrietta temple this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by mary herndon bell henrietta temple by benjamin disraeli book 5 chapter 6 which contains an event not less important than the one which concluded our second book Lord Montfort was scarcely disheartened by this interview with Miss Temple. His lordship was a devout believer in the influence of time. It was unnatural to suppose that one so young and so gifted as Henrietta could ultimately maintain that her career was terminated because her affections had been disappointed by an intimacy which was confessedly of so recent an origin as the fatal one in question. Lord Montfort differed from most men in this respect that the consciousness of this intimacy did not cost him even a pang he preferred indeed to gain the heart of a woman like miss temple who without having in the least degree forfeited the innate purity of her nature and the native freshness of her feelings had yet learnt in some degree to penetrate the mystery of the passions to one so untutored in the world's ways that she might have bestowed upon him a heart less experienced indeed but not more innocent he was convinced that the affection of henrietta if once obtained might be relied on and that the painful past would only make her more finely appreciate his high-minded devotion and amid all the dazzling characters and seducing spectacles of the world cling to him with a firmer gratitude and a more faithful fondness and yet lord montfort was a man of deep emotions and of a very fastidious taste he was a man of as romantic a temperament as ferdinand armine but with lord montfort life was the romance of reason with ferdinand the romance of imagination the first was keenly alive to all the imperfections of our nature but he also gave that nature credit for all its excellencies he observed finely he calculated nicely and his result was generally happiness ferdinand on the contrary neither observed nor calculated his imagination created fantasies and his impetuous passions struggled to realize them although lord Montfort carefully abstained from pursuing the subject which nevertheless engrossed his thoughts he had a vigilant and skillful ally in mr temple that gentleman lost no opportunity of pleading his lordship's cause while he appeared only to advocate his own and this was the most skilful mode of controlling the judgment of his daughter henrietta temple the most affectionate and dutiful of children left to reflect sometimes ask herself whether she were justified from what she endeavoured to believe was a mere morbid feeling in not accomplishing the happiness of that parent who loved her so well there had been no concealment of her situation or of her sentiments there had been no deception as to the past lord montfort knew all she told him that she could bestow only a broken spirit lord montfort aspired only to console it she was young it was not probable that the death which she had once sighed for would be accorded to her was she always to lead this life was her father to pass the still long career which probably awaited him in ministering to the wearisome caprices of a querulous invalid this was a sad return for all his goodness a gloomy catastrophe to all his bright hopes and if she could ever consent to blend her life with another's what individual could offer pretensions which might ensure her tranquillity or even happiness equal to those proffered by Lord Montfort. Ah, who was equal to him? So amiable, so generous, so interesting. It was in such a mood of mind that Henrietta would sometimes turn with a glance of tenderness and gratitude to that being who seemed to breathe only for her solace and gratification. If it be agonizing to be deserted, there is at least consolation in being cherished. And who cherished her? one whom all admired one to gain whose admiration or even attention every woman sighed what was she before she knew montfort if she had not known montfort what would she have been at this present she recalled the hours of anguish the long days of bitter mortification the dull the wearisome the cheerless hopeless uneventful hours that were her lot when lying on her solitary sofa at pisa brooding over the romance of armine and all its passion the catastrophe of ducy and all its baseness and now there was not a moment without kindness without sympathy without considerate attention and innocent amusement if she were querulous no one murmured if she were capricious every one yielded to her fancies but if she smiled every one was happy dear noble Montfort. Thine was the magic that had worked this change. And for whom were all these choice exertions made? For one whom another had trifled with, deserted, betrayed. And Montfort knew it. He dedicated his life to the consolation of a despised woman. Leaning on the arm of Lord Montfort, Henrietta Temple might meet the eye of Ferdinand Armine and his rich bride, at least without feeling herself an object of pity time had flown. The Italian spring, with all its splendor, illumined the glittering palaces and purple shores of Naples. Lord Montfort and his friends were returning from Capua in his galley. Miss Temple was seated between her father and their host. The Alsonian climb, the beautiful scene, the sweet society, had all combined to produce a day of exquisite enjoyment. Henrietta Temple could not refrain from expressing her delight her eyes sparkled like the star of eve that glittered over the glowing mountains her cheek was as radiant as the sunset ah what a happy day this has been she exclaimed the gentle pressure of her hand reminded her of the delight her exclamation had afforded one of her companions with a trembling heart lord montfort leaned back in the galley and yet ere the morning sun had flung its flaming beams over the city Henrietta Temple was his betrothed. End of Book 5